A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to Following On and we'll be bringing you a new podcast every day throughout England's tour of India. With less than a week to go until the third test, it's time now to bring you a feature that took place during one of the lunch intervals of the second test match. On today's show, Neil Manthorpe and Jarrod Kimber discussing their top five Indian cricketers who you may not have heard of, but you really should have. Don't forget, we'll bring you live and exclusive commentary of the third test match from Ahmedabad next Wednesday on TalkSport 2. Uh, Kevin Peterson joining the commentary team. Brilliant stuff. But for now, uh, let's throw to uh, Neil Manthorpe and Jared Kimber and their top five Indian cricketers you've never heard of, but really should have. Right. Myself and uh, Jared Kimber are going to have a look at five Indian cricketers who uh, may be an element of personal favouritism. Perhaps they uh, might have been, we think, unfairly forgotten or underappreciated or perhaps even misunderstood. We've got five names for you and um, I'd, I, we've, we've kept them secret from each other. So <laughs> I, I can't even remember, who, I, I, or I don't even know, sorry, who Jared. I've given Jared the first pick, so he's got three and I've got two. Off you go, Jared. Have you heard of Muhammad Nisar? I have heard the name, yes, I do, and I, I'm racking my brains, but I don't need to because you're going to tell me all about it. <laughs> well, Muhammad Nisar only played six tests, so he's not the most uh, you know, uh, recognisable Indian face, but he was the first fast bowler they ever had, uh, li- quite literally, Manners, in that he bowled the first delivery ever in Indian test cricket. But he was also the first fast bowler they had in that he was reportedly, in the 1932 Tour of England, some people said he was roughly as quick as Harold Larwood, who would obviously go on to be in, in body line. Uh, now, the fact that he was even mentioned in Larwood's name, they didn't have another bowler of that pace for about, I don't know, 50 years. <laughs> so it, it's phenomenal that Mohamed Nisar came through. He did only play six tests. He took 25 wickets at 28, but with a strike rate of 48. Uh, so he went for runs, but he, he took wickets. So he's a strike bowler. I think you can see just from there that he probably bowled more like what Asian teamers bowl like now. And, very, you know, uh, went for a little bit of runs, but gambled by bowling at the stumps. He, he took 25 wickets, 13 were bowled or LBW. So bowled very much like, uh, say, an Ishant Sharma or a Jasprit Bumrah or a Zahir Khan or, or, the, or the many Pakistani uh, bowlers. And we'll get to the Pakistani bowlers in a minute. 
I want to just go beyond his test career because he didn't get a chance to play as much in his prime as he should have. He played 93 first-class games and took 396 wickets at 17 with a strike rate. He took a wicket every 38 balls. And my first thing was, oh, how much of this would be Indian domestic cricket at that time? They're, they're a developing nation. Uh, it, twice when he was in England, he took over 60 wickets in first-class cricket. So he came on two tours, 1932 and then came back in 1936. I think we could safely say that had India played more test cricket, he would be much more remembered. Um, and, you know, he didn't go... There's a couple of great little stories, too. He, he took 32 wickets. He went to Australia. He never played a test in Australia, but he played uh, four unofficial tests in Australia. Took 32 wickets on that tour as well. So that's a, a lot of wickets uh, in Australia where they're more used to fast bowling as well. I hope this is true. Couple of reports I found he bowled a 26 over spell versus Yorkshire in 1932. I, I hope that's true, uh, and it was it was more common back in those days that fast bowls would do that. Wes Hall occasionally do ridiculous spells like that. It would have to have been broken up by a, a, a lunch break or a tea break, though. It, it could not physically be broken up enough if you're a fast bowler and you're <laughs> bowling 26 overs. But yes, but he, here's the interesting thing: he took five for 93 against Yorkshire. Very strong Yorkshire. Their openers were Holmes and Sutcliffe. Do you know anything about Holmes and Sutcliffe? Oh, yeah, Sutcliffe. Yeah, and Holmes, They a week earlier, before he, he bowled to them both, uh, they had put on 555 for an opening partnership. And he went through both of them. I think he might have bowled both of them and took five for 93. Here's the interesting thing is that had he come on the scene 20 years later, he would have been a Pakistani cricketer. He ended up moving to Pakistan. Um, but it's quite interesting that India had this incredible early fast bowler and weren't able to replicate it for whatever reason. And yet Pakistan obviously, you know, took a lot of guys like Mohammed Nisar and, you know, pretty much throughout their history have been able to find fast bowlers. A, a very fascinating cricketer that we probably don't know enough about, but legitimately quick Indian bowler. Name again? Mohammed Nisar. Mohammed Nissar. I've gone for a man who I'm sure the name will be very familiar, and many of our listeners, if they are familiar with him, will know him as an umpire. Srinivas Venkatragavan, um, who, who had that wonderful, wonderful quirk of raising his arm uh, to, to the right of his head, almost as if he, he was disowning it. He would be apologetically looking at the batsman while this arm with the mind of its own would raise <laughs> to his right-hand side. He was a very, very fine umpire, but in my opinion, he's a, an unrecognised giant of the game in, in many ways, and people don't uh, perhaps remember the massive contribution he made on so many fronts uh, to the game, and also, he captained India in the first two World Cups. I mean, is he remembered as a, as a captain? Apparently, he was a very, very fine leader. So he captained the India in the first two World Cups in 75 and 79. And he was part of the famous Indian twin quartet, which um, legend would have us believe that... Spin quartet, not a twin quartet. Did, did I say... <laughs> I like that. Twin. <laughs> twin quartet, beg your pardon. Spin quartet, which actually, as a legend would have us believe, that they all played together and Kapildev uh, had to take the new ball. They actually played once. once. Yeah. That's right. And the wicketkeeper, um, whose name I can't remember, you, I'm sure, will remember his name, but the wicketkeeper actually took the new ball with Kapildev and <laughs> bowled three overs before the, the four spinners... Who only w played because of a late injury. Was that Bundy Kundaran? Or was yes, that? yes, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, a fascinating cricketer on his own. Didn't he end up playing cricket in Scotland? Bundy Kundaran, I think, as well. <laughs> you know what? We could have 25 cricketers here, but we, we need to rush through. But, but um, so Venkat 
Um, the, the, that spin uh, quartet, of course, was uh, Bhagwat uh, Chandrasekhar, who bowled leg breaks, Bishan Bedi, slow left armour, and Erapali Prasanna, who was also an off-break bowler, as was um, uh, Venkat, uh, and a very, very much more exciting, more exotic um, off-break bowler, and often preferred um, to, to Venkat. Well, I mean, Venkat is by far and away the weakest bowler of those four, but the fact that they had him available and they could drop him in at any time. Um, and it, Did he play a 20-year 20, 20 career? Exactly. That's also one of the reasons that I think he's a giant of the game. He's got the third longest career in Indian test match history, or Indian first-class history, in fact. But, you know, my theory about when you say he was the weakest of the bowlers, I understand that. But his first-class record was very much impressive. When he was playing for Madras um, in the Ranji Trophy, and he's the second On leading... Pitch, by oh, the way. Yes, exactly, <laughs> in this stadium. And my second cricketer is also uh, his debut performance was also at this stadium I'll more of that in a moment but so so venkat um his he, he only is only behind bishan Bedi in an all-time ranji trophy wicket taking records and he was his first class record suggested he was a, a much uh, stronger strike bowler in first class cricket and i think that when he played as the third spinner he uh, deliberately bowled quicker and flatter and kept control at one end and, and didn't bowl for wickets because, as you said, when the other three, uh, two of the other three played, they were far more exotic, attacking, had more variations and also were a little more expensive. So his economy, I think he took a lot um, of his attacking options out of the equation to keep one end really tight. So, you know, I think he played that role and, and he's known, uh, consequently, as being the, the lesser of the, of the three or four. Well, I, th I just think it's a remarkable career because I think it's how a lot of spinners should be treated. And, and they have an award in the NBA called the best sixth man, which is the best player who comes off the bench. Essentially, that's what he did for an entire career. Uh, you know, he was, when he was available, they just dropped him back in. Um, I can't think of anyone else who had as much of an impactful career other than perhaps Stuart McGill doing that. Most of the, the players that we remember automatically as, you know, top quality players play game after game after game. So the ability to come and go the way that those guys did is, is a skill in itself. So Srinivas Venkatragavan, um, or Venkatragavan, uh, with 1,390 wickets in the, the Ranji Trophy. And uh, only Sachin Tendulkar and uh, Mahinda Jimmy Armanath had longer careers. So he was also, uh, he captained, as I said, captained. He became a selector, he was an administrator, a match referee. He... Um, and also, and here's where it gets, uh, you, you just have to love the man. He had a first uh, in engineering, a first-class degree in engineering from the University of uh, Madras and loves classical music. Uh, just an all-round fantastic guy. Yeah, disappointing uh, test match record, you might say. But hang on, he played 57 tests um, uh, and took uh, his wickets, uh, took 156 wickets, at 36, you know, it's, it's not shabby, but he's just an, I think, unrecognized giant of the game. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. No, I, th- I think that's very fair. Uh, my next one uh, has a very... Um, I'm going to say the name, and sorry if this triggers some cricket fans, but Vinu Mankad uh, is, is the name I'm going to go with next. Now, the first thing that you need to know about Vinu Mankad is I think he's one of the best cricketers um, to play uh, ever in that he was a genuine all-rounder, and we have had so few genuine all-rounders play test cricket. I think his record, again, isn't as good as it should be because he had to be played out of position. Uh, he opened the batting for India, where realistically he probably should have batted around six or seven. Um, but uh, he was one of the few players at that stage who could handle the moving ball, so they, they popped him up to the top of the order. And he was an absolute frontline bowler. Uh, he took 162 wickets at 32 uh, with his left arm finger spin. He opened the b- batting and the bowling in a game for India, which is kind of what under-14 cricketers do. Uh, I know Jack Leach has done it, but no, it's not quite. Jack Leach done, it did it as a night watchman. If you're doing it legitimately the way that Vinu Mankad did, uh, I think you know the, the, nat- the talent to be able to do that in test cricket is just incredible. He's a very patient batsman, but also I think he might have uh, almost hit one out of Lords at one stage uh, with his power. So he had a lot of power. So he played a bit like uh, the Indian batsman of maybe a generation ago where they would block, 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 and then just hit a six out of the ground (laughs) off the spinner. But just a top quality, incredible cricketer. And we have to get to the man-cad for a moment. Let, Let me just talk you through that. I think it should be named after him because I think he was a genius. Batsman had been cheating intentionally and unintentionally for a long time by leaving their crease. And it happened to be that Vinu Mankad's career overlapped with the Australians um, developing the, short, the quick single. It's not that players hadn't run quick singles before, but they hadn't looked for them and they hadn't backed up for them. Bill Brown was thought to be the best runner of um, a single in world cricket, basically, at that time. Everyone talked about his skill. And Vinu Mankad went, well, wait a minute. Of course he's taking more singles. He's leaving the crease before I'm bowling the ball. And one part of the story that I don't think is very well known is that Vinu Mankad actually ran out Bill Brown as in what we now call a Mankad uh, twice. The first time he did it was in a tour game. And Bill Brown afterwards actually said he was right to do it. I was out of my crease trying to get an advantage and he was right to run me out. 
I think it's great that Mancad's name remains in cricket because I think a player as good as him should be involved in the game. But it is a shame that... It's the ver- negative connotations. The negative connotations, which I think are wrong. I think Mancad is a perfectly legitimate dismissal and batsmen shouldn't be leaving. If you don't want to be run out, Manus, don't leave your crease. Is, is, is a standard rule that I would say... I will be saying to my children until they stop talking to me. But... Um, I also think that it shows the genius of, of, of Vinu Mankad. He was obviously a great thinker about the game, someone who was brilliant with the ball. You know, he's probably close to the best fing- left-arm finger spinner when he played and had the ability to open the batting for India. Just an absolute giant of cricket again. And the negative connotations, the irony there is that he was actually such a, a gentleman. I mean, he mm. was a... He was a, he was a a uh, hard and fair competitor and an absolute gentleman. And, you know, people sort of curl their lip when they say, oh, you can't mancad. It, it, and why not? We are in firm and, and, <laughs> and, and violent agreement on that. Well, there are some people who want it to be changed to uh, Bill Brown's name. But I just don't think in cricket we should be saying any Browned him. <laughs> no, quite right. OK, uh, my second choice is Narendra Hawani, the leg spinner, who's... Uh, debut figures in his debut test match on this uh, very ground, the um, M.A. Chidambaram Stadium in Chennai, uh, remain the the best figures, uh, match figures on debut. And he was just 19 years old when he made his debut against the West Indies. A great West Indian team, that uh, 87-88 team, captained by uh, Viv Richards. And um, people said, well, he's Burst onto the scene from nowhere. Let me give you his figures, by the way. 8 for 61 and 8 for 75. It's ridiculous, isn't it? 16 wickets on test debut. Absolutely astonishing. You know, and as a 19-year-old, people lazily say, well, he's burst onto the scene from nowhere and taken... I call him the phosphorus kid because he burns so brightly... (laughs) but so, for such a short period of time and then just fizzled out. And there's another one, actually. I have a real toss-up here between Vinod Cambly, um, the, the wonderful, wonderful batsman who, who still averages, what? The, 54. It's, it's ridiculous. He I've played 17 test matches and two double hundreds back-to-back and um, averaged 54, played 17 test matches and was gone. It, 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 it doesn't make any sense to me that they never went, do you know, I know we think he's been worked out, but maybe let's just throw him back in and see. <laughs> exactly. Give him another. Give him some more rope, please. Anyway, back to Narendra Hawani, who um, uh, actually made his first-class debut shortly after his 16th birthday. So we're talking about an absolute child prodigy. Um, uh, he made his debut just uh, just after his 16th birthday and took five wickets, a five-wicket haul. I mean, he was uh, he was quite a podgy kid as a young teenager, um, and he uh, thrust himself uh, upon various uh, academies and, and, and into various trials and wasn't really taken seriously because he was a bit podgy, but uh, he, he worked on that and changed his diet. So anyway, um, you know, it was actually he'd been on quite a journey by the time he got to his test debut, um, and including taking 11 wickets against Australia under-19 the year before. Ravi Shastri captained, was captaining the uh, Indian team during that test match. Um, West, um, India were 1-0 down to uh, the West Indies, so they were desperate to, to level the series. And Shastri just said to him, because he was 19 years old, he said, keep it simple, just bowl, 
the leg break and the googly. Uh, and I don't want any other variations. Just keep it simple. And there was a rest day in the test match. Viv Richards was 46 not out. And uh, a young Hawani said, I want to get Richards with my flipper. I want to get Richards with my flipper. And eventually, through the physiotherapist, he worked up the courage to get the message to Ravi Shastri that he wanted to bowl his flipper because um, he believed he could get Viv Richards out and, and, uh, and that would lead to a collapse. And, of course, that's exactly what happened. But um, Shastri, to his great credit, and he is, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ravi Shastri is one of those guys you either love or, or don't love. Um, and, but, but he, you know, he's a, he's a fabulous leader and he's a real people's person. And when the message got to him that, that Hawani wanted to, didn't have the courage, but wanted to, to bowl the flipper to Viv Richards, uh, Shastri called him over and he said, my boy, bowl without fear. And he got him with the flipper and the West Indies were bowled out. Hawani took 16 wickets. Um, and, um, what did he take for the rest of his career? Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, I've got his numbers are 54 wickets at, sorry, 66 wickets from 17 tests over an eight-year period. And, and you know what? He's just a classic example of, because what happened is his career went into almost immediate de- decline because there was a return series in the West Indies a year later and the West Indies were still kind of smouldering. And they just slogged him. They flogged him out of the attack and he was hit all over the Caribbean. And, you know, he never really recovered from that. So 66 wickets at 30 in 17 tests. Um, and and he never re- really covered. And so gone, a classic example of how not to use a spinner. Uh, my last one is the Maharaj Kumar of Vijay Nagram, uh, who's known as Vizi, uh, uh, thankfully, so I don't have to go through that every time. It's a really, really interesting story. I don't know if you know, but the early Indian tours were backed by very rich Indian people. And they were then offered to be the captain. And on the 1932 tour, the, the very rich um, uh, person said, do you know what? I'm probably not good enough to play in this. I'm going to withdraw myself. Vizzy went the other way. And he decided that he would captain the team and play in the team. Uh, in the tests, in three tests, he averaged eight as a specialist batsman. He could not play. During the tour games, there were rumours that he was paying players to bowl poor balls to him so he could score in the tour game so his form wouldn't look as bad. Uh, He also allegedly uh, gave a gold watch to one player so he would run out another player. I believe their star player, and I'm trying to think if it was um, uh, Lala Alamath, I've forgotten his name now. Sorry if I'm, I've mispronounced that and forgotten his name at the same time. Um, I think he, he had a falling out with Izzy and didn't, wasn't on that tour or left. And if it wasn't him, it was one of the other star players of that era. But my favorite um, moment with Izzy is, is a photo of him, which uh, you can find on the Getty. And if you want to see it later, I will put it up. But it's in a tour game and Titch Freeman is the bowler. And I think Les Ames is the wicketkeeper. So you've got between them, like Les Ames is probably the best wicketkeeper batsman of all time up until, um, well, Adam Gilchrist, perhaps. Um, and Titch Freeman, I think, took something like 4,000 first-class wickets. So two incredible greats of, of the game. And you've got Vizzy standing about four metres down the crease. The bales have just come off. The bales haven't hit the ground yet. Manners. And he's standing four meters down the crease with his feet up in the air like he's gone for a walk, like he doesn't know what he's doing, wearing a cravat, not playing any cricket shot that anyone has ever done, turning back over his shoulder. And you're just like, I'm sorry, you should not have been on the ground, let alone captaining India in a test match. What on earth has gone on here? Uh, and thankfully, uh, Vizzy made, it was so embarrassing to the Indians that they, 
basically after that, it didn't happen anymore. And uh, uh, other than the odd moment when uh, Anarag Takur, who went on to uh, run the BCCI, uh, uh, selected himself to play a first-class game um, a couple of years ago, mostly those sorts of people have not been picking themselves in, uh, in cricket uh, of recent times. So we can thank Vizzy for being so bad it didn't happen again. The game's history is uh, littered with patrons, isn't it? Uh, Not many of them made it to test cricket, to be fair. No, no, no. You remember the um, 1996 World Cup, the UAE team was captained by... Sultan Zarawani. Sultan Zarawani, who was the only um, Emirati native. Uh, um, you remember he came out to bat against Alan Donald, uh, who wearing a cap. Uh, no, a sun hat. I was going to say, the thing is, if he came out in a cap, you could almost swing that. He came out in a floppy hat to face Alan Sun hat. And um, uh, somebody encouraged Donald to uh, give him a bouncer first. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I love that. that. That's one of the great stories, isn't it? And he got hit in the head by Donald. He barely moved. I'm not even sure he saw the ball being delivered, Sultan Zarawani. Um, and uh, they took him off to hospital. Uh, I think he batted on, didn't he? I mean, he wouldn't even be allowed to do that anymore. Well, he was saved. The fact that it was a floppy sun hat actually saved him because it uh, hit the side of the, the floppy and it actually took the impact. Um, do you know what would have done better? A helmet. <laughs> Yes. I just don't think it occurred to him. I mean, he was he was a very modest cricketer and, and yeah. a wee bit out of his depth. I don't that. think he realised... I mean, I, I think I've read interviews with him since. I don't think he quite realised that they would bounce him because I don't think he'd been bounced in Emirati domestic cricket that often because he was a sultan. I'm not in, entirely sure how much domestic cricket he actually played. I think That's he just, also possible. <laughs> he, he just fancied a trip to the World Cup and uh, and decided that he, as he was the only native, he would uh, captain the team. So a recap of your three. We've only got a couple of minutes now before play resumes uh, for the second session. Uh, a recap of your three. So my three were Mohammed Nisar, India's first uh, fast bowler and first fast bowler for a very long time. Uh, Vinu Mankad, the incredible all-rounder whose name is now attached to uh, his genius act. And uh, Vizzy, the captain in the cravat who should not have been allowed to play first-class cricket, let alone test cricket. <laughs> and my two... Uh, I think the uh, underappreciated, unrecognised giant of the game, Srinivas Venkatragavan, who was well known as an umpire in uh, the 90s, but uh, was a, a very, very fine cricketer, administrator, also television pundit and uh, newspaper columnist. Third longest career in Indian cricket behind Sachin Tendulkar and Mahinda Jimmy Armanath. And Narendra Hawani, the phosphorus kid who burned incredibly brightly with 16 wickets on test debut. But uh, then... Fizzled out and uh, never really went on to the career that everybody expected him to. Um, ending up with 66 wickets, an average of 30 from 17 tests spread over eight years. Hope you've uh, enjoyed our little personal favourites. Five names in Indian cricket. You've been listening to Following On. Neil Manthorpe and Jared Kim are discussing the top five Indian cricketers you've never heard of, but really should have done. Well, you've heard of them now, I suppose. For more shows like this, as well as exclusive interviews, in-depth analysis and match highlights, make sure that you uh, subscribe to the following on podcast. The best way of doing that is by downloading the TalkSport app. And we'll be bringing you daily shows throughout England's tour of India. Don't forget, TalkSport 2 uh, is the place to be, bringing you live and exclusive ball-by-ball commentary of the third test match between India and England from uh, Medabed. And it gets underway at 9am on Wednesday morning.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 